your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. As you know, Ulster Bank and KBC will cease transactions in the Irish market next year. So customers are left in a bit of limbo trying to find a new bank account and manage their finances with 44% of customers from Ulster Bank and KBC switching to other banks, but more that need to do so. And Mary Larkin, uh, who's a good friend of the show, a financial advisor based here in Limerick for many years, and John Lowe, the money doctor, also a regular with us, are both on the line. Good morning uh, to both of you. Um, Mary, it seems to be all banks all week with AIB talking about going cashless. These issues around Ulster Bank and KBC and customers being urged to move as fast as they possibly can. And then the ECB yesterday saying, no, no, we won't go up by 0.25. We'll go up by half a percent in one go. Not all good news, Joe. No, definitely not. (laughs) And I I just must say that I am a retired financial advisor now, but I'm very involved with Limerick and District Credit Union. So um, I speak from that capacity, if you like, Joe. Yes, it's a big difficulty for customers in the sense that on top of the rate rise, they have to look for a new provider. Not so serious, I suppose, if you're prepared to do all your business online. There are a number of providers like Revolut, N26, some of these people, but they won't suit everybody. And again, costs vary very much with a lot of these providers and people need to be careful and take that into account when they're considering a new provider. Um, It's the way the banks are going Mm -hmm. and I suppose COVID hurried it along in that we all started tapping regarding the cash situation. But again, it's very difficult when there isn't personal interface for particularly, again, business customers, people who like to go in and talk to their bank about their issues. And particularly if there's a problem, I think we've all heard the stories of long telephone conversations trying to get in touch with your provider. So it's a difficult situation all around. Yeah, it really is. And uh, John Lowe, then, you know, there was always uh, an interest rate hike coming. It's been flagged for months, but it was really only yesterday morning, right in advance of the decision that the speculation started, that it wouldn't be a quarter of a percent. It would actually go up by half a percent ECB rate. Yeah, good morning, Joe. And actually, it's nice to hear Mary. She uh, and I were colleagues uh, some years ago in First Active. Um, but oh, yes, we love I mean, bringing people together here on the Today <laughs> Show. And you're in the week that's in it with the hurlers, we're, we're in great form as well, John. So. Oh, you, you have to be. And congratulations to all of you in, in Limerick as well. It, it was a fantastic game. Um, 14 years ago, Joe, you may remember when the uh, ECB rate uh, went up by a quarter of 1% and people started panicking. 12 months later, and 12 consecutive quarter percent uh, increases later, people were screaming to get out of tracking mortgages. And that was up 3%. Now, already the rates back then were like maybe 2%, 25 So you look at nearly 5%, 5.5%. So tracking mortgage wasn't popular 14 years ago. I cannot see that this is going to happen again. It's gone up half a percent. It'll go over another maybe a quarter percent in September. And they're, they're also saying next year there may be hikes. But for the track of mortgage um, holders at the moment who, who, who are worried, should they go and fix at this stage? 
um, it would have to go up uh, really two and a half, three percent to actually, because some of the tracker holders are on half a percent. Um, so I, I wouldn't be changing it anytime soon, for uh, certainly till well into next year, if I was going to change at all. And, and because the balance would be a factor here. In other words, if it goes up in increments over the next 18 months, in order to get a fixed rate that was competitive, this wouldn't be the time that you'd do it. You might do it when you end up on 25 or 3% for a tracker. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, and I think, Joe, one other point to make is that, uh, again, back in you know, 10, 12 years ago, uh, some of the banks, when the uh, interest rates were increasing, they sneakily put an extra quarter percent in. So I would say to all the standard variable holders, uh, check your rates now. Make sure you know what that rate is. And if this half percent is going on next month, um, make sure it's just half a percent because sometimes they might put three quarters of a percent and uh, you can do nothing about it if you're a standard rate holder. Right. Uh, Mary Larkin, would you agree with that? I mean, we have heard, I think, already from permanent TSB um, and someone else that you remind me of that they're saying for variable and fixed rate mortgages, they're going to absorb this half a percent and not pass it on to the customer. Yes, for for the moment, I would say I'd be quite cynical about that. And I totally agree with John on the tracker mortgages. They're extremely visible. You know exactly where you stand. You have your margin um, and you know what the banks are getting. Whereas with the variable, it's always open to an extra little tag on when rates go up. Obviously, when they go down, I don't think the extra is taken off. So I wouldn't, uh, again, advise anybody on a tracker at the minute to do anything. I think that's... Really? Uh, I I think Bank of Ireland as well said they were going to absorb it. But when you say you're a bit cynical about that, what do you mean, Mary? (laughs) Well, I think down the road, they they may absorb it for the moment. But again, if there's another rise in September, which is anticipated, I think that at some point they're going to get their pound of flesh, basically. Uh, And will they add it all on then? Well, I don't think it'll be done like that. These things tend to happen a little more subtly than that. Right, okay. (laughs) And it is what John said, to be very aware, to keep an eye on it and to query it at all times. I think that's uh, very good advice for mortgage customers generally. We're chatting to Mary Larkin and to John Lowe. Um, So, John, when you mention trackers, some of them, as you say, are only a half a percent margin above whatever the ECB rate is. Um, Others are maybe one, one and a half, two. But would you still think that based on transparency and everything else, you just sit at the moment if you're on a tracker? Also, the fact that, of course, trackers probably were stopped in, or was it maybe 2008? Mm -hmm. So on that basis, a lot of people would be well into their mortgage repayments. Well, well, you look at the standard variable rates at the moment, probably the best of them are about maybe 2.75. If you add on half a percent, as, and that would be AIB, and if, if AIB add on that half a percent ECB rate rise, you're looking at 3.25%. Uh, so it has to go up. If you're on half a percent or 1%, it has to go up a significant amount uh, before it's going to be worth your while changing. Now, those you mentioned 2% tracker. If anybody's on over 2% tracker, that means that they've either uh, moved their tracker mortgage and that lender um, kind of penalized them maybe by adding an extra 1%, 1.5% to the rates. Um, they're in a kind of a funny area because uh, if you're over 2% or 2.5%, you're now up to 3%. It might be worth having a look at what some of those fixed rates may be.
Right. The other thing, um, Mary Larkin, is the moving to um, uh, other banks, you know, um, Ulster Bank and KBC. And we know for many years that there is a reluctance, probably on most of us, to move from the bank we've been with often since we were teenagers because we think, oh, so much hassle. But of course, if you're with these two banks, you don't have any choice, do you? You don't indeed. They are writing to people. Again, I think it's going to be stretched out a little longer than was originally anticipated. But the day is coming for anybody with an account in these two banks that they will get their letter and they will have to make arrangements. Um, Certainly within the next six months, I think they hope to have concluded most of their people moving elsewhere. So, and, so the head uh, in the sand approach is not a good one from a customer no, who gets these no, letters? No, I think you've, you've got to tackle it head on and deal with it. And I'll put in a little plug for the credit union movement, which I'm very supportive of, and particularly for Limerick and District Credit Union, which has a widespread branches now across the city and are actively promoting their current account debit card. Again, online facilities or, if you prefer, the personal touch, you will always be seen and the members are the prime uh, concern for credit unions. Right. Uh, John, though, a listener's just asking us here that if they choose to leave a tracker, go fixed for, let's say, five years, will they get the tracker back at the end of the five-year fixed? Well, that's that was one of the problems, um, you know, 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, where they were not given any choice. Um, you will get an, uh, an option I'm quite sure if you go and, and uh, leave the uh, tracker um, and you go for a fixed rate, um, just make sure that that form you sign, that there's a little a clause that says uh, you you may go back to your tracker rate at the end of this fixed rate, and then you're safe. That's Then it's a part of the contract. And if someone can afford to look at this over a 10 or 15 year horizon, do you think that staying on the tracker will still prove value ultimately? Uh, I think it will because I can't see really, uh, you know, we're we're having a. This is a really strange uh, year we're having between the war, uh, inflation, um, all sorts of things happening um, politically. Um, will it get back to normal? I think it will um, within maybe a couple of years, and we may get back to normal uh, low rates at that point. Um, uh, inflation will have to be controlled first. That's, yeah. that's well, the, because the ECB's whole reason for being is to hold the eurozone at around two percent inflation, and that's mm-hmm. where the real problem is coming. Because of course, inflation across the eurozone is it running at eight or nine percent at the moment? It is. It's, it'll be ten percent, Joe, by the end of the year. Yeah, that's sadly. massive. It is. It's huge. It's like it hasn't been that high for forty years. Uh, but let's say a lot of that has come from the war and politics and various things mm. happening around the world. Really, really challenging times. But, um, you know, things can only get better. Yeah. Uh, Mary Larkin, um, one of the things that we were chatting to people yesterday, whether they're running a small business or a home or whatever, that they're concerned about in certain parts of Limerick and around the country is the move to a cashless society, as it's increasingly known, yes. and AIB's decision f- to put more branches uh, as cashless operations. I mean, what's your view on that? Yes, it's very difficult, Joe, because, I mean, you only have to think of uh, shopkeepers, various people who still operate in cash. Will they be able to lodge their funds in AIB if that's their bank? And for a lot of people still, cash is king. And it's certainly, you will control your money better, I think, if you deal in cash. This uh, tapping 
which has become, as I say, since COVID particularly, is the more popular way you see people tapping for a cup of coffee. But you don't really keep control of your spending, would be my view, when you're just tapping your card all the time. Whereas cash in hand, have a budget. And particularly, you know, with inflation, as John said, they're likely to be 10% at the end of the year. I think people will have to look at how they manage their money in every respect. Yes. Um, John Lowe, I remember you uh, must be seven or eight years ago on this show talking to me about a cashless society and I was laughing at you. Yeah, I mean, it's nearly come to fruition all these uh, years later, Joe. It's, you know, I I look at even my own um, kind of habits. I can't remember the last time I touched cash. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not even using the card now, Joe. I'm using my phone. Mm, Yeah. You know, it's, 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 and and like your phone, even though your your contact list is 50 euros, your, whatever card you have on your phone, you, you know, you can pay. 200 euros for whatever uh, there's no limits as long as it's in your account yeah that's right isn't it and if it's linked to a credit card it doesn't even have to be in your account which really isn't a good idea no no I mean again credit card uh, debt is just madness um, you know you could be paying up to especially if you take out cash on a credit card up to 25% um, the cheapest credit card at the moment is 13.6% and that's if you're a customer of AIB bank so, you know, not leaving a balance to be paid at a later stage is not a good idea. Okay. Um, so where, where do you see it going? I mean, do you think ultimately, John, that pretty much every bank branch in the country will be cashless? Because remember, these branches that are doing this at AIB, even if they have the bank machine outside the branch, that won't operate either. No, it won't. Um, I, I do see it cashless. <clears throat> um, I mean, it's also what uh, the government would want, I would think, <clears throat> because they have more control, more control over you. They know uh, exactly what you've earned. They know exactly where, where you're spending your money and and for how much money you've got left. So, uh, the, the, you know... So, the, the so cash- as we were talking about on the show yesterday, the death of the Nixer. <laughs> yes. The, the black economy, as they call it, uh, that's that's going to be very difficult to um, uh, to kind of survive this if if cash goes out altogether. And finally, Mary, you mentioned credit unions, and we know that AIB are pointing to their relationship with post offices and saying, yeah. "Oh, well, look, you know, some of these um, cash dealings can be done with them based on arrangements that we're enhancing there." Yes, and I have had experience of that because, as you know, the two banks, Bank of Ireland and AIB, closed their branches almost simultaneously on the north side of Limerick. And the only ATM available is in Dunn stores. The bank, uh, the post office certainly are available, but the queues at the post office, I went there just to see how it was operating one day. And I think you would be, it, you would be certainly queuing for a considerable length of time to get anywhere near account atop the ATM isn't operational as yet. And uh, I don't know that the post office spaces, they again, a lot of post offices have closed and they're now moving into um, other businesses like shops, the local supermarket, that type of thing. And um, it's just hard to see how it's going to work Mm. at the moment. I'm sure it will be developed. Right. Okay. Well, listen, great to chat to the two of you. Glad to reunite reunite both of you as former <laughs> colleagues. It's great to be able to do that on a Friday morning. And I hope you have a lovely weekend. Thank you both very okay, much for joining Joe, us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That is uh, Mary Larkin, financial advisor based here in Limerick, and our friend John Lowe, the money doctor. Much more to come. 
Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.